Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Bar. I am Toby Pack. And I am Jeff Thompson. And with us today is Mac. Hi, I'm Mac. Hi, Mac. <laughs> Hi. Uh, sorry, I just got back from uh, Infinity War. Not going to say anything. I don't want to spoil it for anyone else, but man, it was a ride. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It was a ride. That's all I'm going to say. And then how do you relate that to the podcast? So uh, I don't. Okay. Uh, there's no relating that to the podcast. Oh, um, I see. All if right. you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, drop me a line at toby at thesidequestin.com. <laughs> and uh, let's talk our feelings out together. Oh. Just uh, really need to send it over. Um, <laughs> last episode was interesting. Uh, a little bit it turned into almost like an interlude yeah. so we finished the outlaw town stuff and then we had this interlude really like i i could have not been there and i think things would have still happened like well, it, I, it, it's like we it's like we couldn't stop homebrew you know we didn't we weren't even ready like we're honestly wasting time but we have kind of an excuse because we're needing to get our ship fixed which isn't quick that's true so it's not like we can just leave immediately anyway that's true and you're tying up some loose ends. Well, yeah. Well, it was either deciding to fast forward and say, okay, everything's fixed. You guys are great. Let's go. Or what are we doing when this is happening? And that's what we decided. Yeah. Well, I think the sentence that opened the door was, did you guys have any conversations that need to happen? As we <laughs> landed on Absalom Station. That and it just is... sort of went from there. Yeah. That. So I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk a little bit about Sunny. Uh, she kind of is going crazy. And by crazy, I mean, like, she went to get help from Cricket, and it it escalated into an argument that I, I haven't really seen happen with Sunny and anybody. Like, yeah, like it was, from my perspective, it, it almost seemed like she was defending herself, maybe? A little bit. Yeah, I think what it was is she she is not fast to trust people. Um, it took a long time for her to trust Cash and Felicia, uh, Cash and Crumbles, um, and even Thunderfist took some warming up too. So Sunny has a real trust problem, and I think she's a little bit protective of her crew. Um, with this new guy coming in, and we picked him up in Outlaw Town, and to get on Outlaw Town, you have to have done something really, really bad. Not just a criminal, something real bad. Except Cash didn't do anything. I bad. was uh, Cash was tricked more or less. He was going to be part of what it was some kind of deal or something, and I got double crossed, basically shot unconscious or tranquilized or whatever, and woke up in the pod on the way to Outlaw Town. So I was kind of like a, getting rid of a loose end. It's it's as good as murder. But most people do go there for bad stuff. What? What caused her distrust the most? Like, why did she start not trusting this guy? Well, um, it was partly because he was a new character in the game and he really hadn't proved anything to her. He didn't prove he was a doctor he at all. He looked at my neck in, in Outlaw Town and was like, uh, it looks kind of weird. Uh. And then we just kept <laughs> running. And then, and then on the ship, he was like, uh, it looks better in the light. Uh. So, and then um, it just, it, 
nothing added up that he was of value to the crew. Right. So that was my biggest red flag. Second, um, I believe new players into groups um, should be like questioned and be and be distrusted and and make a compelling argument as to why they should be allowed into this group. Yeah, you brought up uh, outside of the game to me that you you had played a character when we first had you playing in our groups uh, yeah. before we started recording. Uh, you played a character, Oomp, who you wrote this huge backstory for, had all this stuff happening with her, like deep character stuff, and the party met her in the woods and then said, yeah, welcome to our party. You're a part of the group. And I remember you at the end of the each session, you would talk to me and you were like, no one's asking me about my backstory. Like, no uh-huh. one cares who I am or like, I could be this serial killer who's just traveling with this group. So it's because the characters that we were playing. None of us had like the inclination to like, like I know the character I was playing was so lighthearted, you know, anyone was great and I'll heal everybody. And sometimes it seems like if there's others that like maybe could have asked questions, I don't know if they didn't find an opportunity to or what, I don't know. Well, characters aside, I think it happens a lot in a yeah. lot of groups, yeah. right? Sure. A new, a new player joins the table and they're like, Hey, this person's going to play, uh, this character. And as players, it's it's so easy to just think, oh, they're part of our group now. Their uh-huh. character has to fit into the story because they're here type of thing. You know I, what I mean? I definitely feel like the players in the group when a new person comes is like, we're going to we're going to do you a favor and just take the hook, take the plot hook. And we're just not going to ask any questions. And and that's a favor to you. Whereas the new player has usually come up and worked with the DM about, you know, uh, plot threads and reasons they're there and past relationships with people that they know. And really, it's it's doing them a disservice, not questioning them, not being interested in them and not giving them the character development opportunity that all of the rest of the group has had. Yeah, which is what happened with Cricket in terms of building him into the story he asked me uh alex asked me what does this group need and i said honestly they need a healer they need someone who can who can mend their wounds and we kind of built it from there which cash took and that's the only reason cash let him follow us because he's like oh you're a healer like that's the value that you add but i love that you're diving into his backstory like you because even when Sonny brought it up to cash cash just like okay you're crazy like what's going on but then cash saw the footage and went whoa yeah like this is weird well it was hard to trust sunny anyway because she's speaking crazy talks and has the crazy wound that that i feel i understand like her side of the distrust but i feel it's also partly because cricket doesn't even know what's going on so because he can't explain it either it's it's hard to describe (laughs) he hasn't had a chance to prove himself at this point other than I've seen him, you know, Bob vouches for him. I don't. I've never known Bob to be very good at lying, so Cash would trust him. But or a good judge, judge of character. Of character. <laughs> yeah, thank exa- you. That's very true. He's Bob's probably the worst judge of character. Yeah, that's also very true. But also Cash is like used to like dealing with the strangers and stuff, and you know, working with whatever he's got on right. the fly, despite what consequences may come of it. That's true. What do you guys think, players who? are joining new games, right? You mentioned, uh, Mac, you mentioned working with the DM a little bit to like tie them into the story. 
but you said that that's a disservice. Can you elaborate a little bit more on, on what you mean by... Oh, I meant the players, when they just accept you into the fold without any questions, it's a disservice to the DM and the new player with oh, all the work they've done. That makes sense. Because it never comes up, like ever. <laughs> but but what if the other players don't know that you've created such a backstory? But like, I... Yeah, go ahead. Like, I honestly, well, I honestly don't know. Like, to me, I want to get that part out of the way. Like, that's not very fun for me as a player. Because, like, I, I've, I've had too many times where new players come to the table, and I can almost, like, talk them out of coming with the party. And then, like, well, we'll see you later. And then, like, I've had even a couple sessions where they've just been kind of sitting at the table while we wrap something else up, and it's not as fun. I don't know. So I try to find, like, an easy way to, like, get them into the party and then try to discover the backstory as it naturally unfolds, if that happens. <laughs> I don't know. Being in that situation with, with Oomp during, like, my trial trial Pathfinder with you guys. Your um, audition. Yeah, my audition. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really tried to give the other players hooks or give them gifts essentially um which it, it essentially means like oh um oomp refuses to take off her hat no matter what situation she's in and they're like oh that's kind of weird oh well and then they just kind of move on and i'm like no ask me about it someone call me out about it or my behavior towards something i try to make really obvious and lots of the players just don't care to pick up on it so I think it just depends on the dynamic of your group. Um, Sunny, Sunny's character is also very suspicious and logical and doesn't really bank on relationships at all. Right. If you're in, you're in, but it takes a long time to get there. I think for us, we weren't always at that point as a group. I don't think. I think that we've had to learn a lot through podcasting and like... There's times before the episodes, we kind of take some time to talk about, you know, the characters a little bit. And we've always talked as a group about the the give and take. The yeah. when someone's giving something, the the yes and mentality or or hey, I'm gifting you this story hook. Like, take this <laughs> yeah. gift from me. And I think as our episodes have gone on, we've gotten better at taking those things, th- those gifts, most of the time. Some some of the time, I personally don't feel like I'm very good at it. I don't think we've ever done it before that way, because it seems like um, in some of the previous games, we've more talked about as a group what our backstory is, so we all knew each other's backstories already. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that way, we already kind of knew what to talk to our characters about and kind of like more elaborate upon what's already been established. Having someone who's brand new and you don't know anything about them. As someone who's never done any kind of acting or improv or anything, I have no idea that you're giving me anything at all. It just sounds like you're being a weirdo. That's a good And I'm point. like, all right, there goes weirdo again. Well, let's head on to the next adventure. Weirdo in our group with us. <laughs> I, would I don't disagree. mean it that way. I'm just not very good at it. It's it's my bad. I have no idea. I disagree. No, really? I think you're yeah. great at it. No. It it's ha- it happens so many times in our episodes that Cash takes these things that are given to him. Uh, and that's where the role playing comes in. Maybe it's when I miss it. I just, I feel it more because I feel terrible for not noticing at, at all. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't notice that. Or what do I even say? (laughs) Once given the information, you know, how do I bring it to light? I'm not, I don't know. Sometimes I'm not good at it. Well, as we're analyzing this, I'm just realizing how difficult this actually is, how complicated it actually is because Jeff's right. A lot of new people don't want to spend their time on a backstory and they don't 
their forte is not role play yet, right? They just want to battle. They want to roll dice. Or like really good, good role time. play at the very least. Yeah. 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 So I I get where in a default situation, you would just accept them and not question it. That makes sense. I think it's a skill still, though. It is a skill. Uh, our group now, this, this campaign, is way more role play than combat. We oh rarely gosh. roll combat dice. It's been fun. Uh, it has been way fun, but it just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And that's where I think I think that's where we struggle now is when a combat <laughs> starts. Combat. We're like, uh, so how do uh, we actually play this game? Oh, I have these abilities. Uh, we don't remember them because they're not used every single session. Right. Uh, our, our role play muscles definitely are flexed every session. So how do you do that then? You you said it's hard to to receive those gifts. It's not hard to give them, I don't think. I think that's the easy part. Really? I actually think the opposite. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Um. So I feel like giving gifts, you have to be a lot more conscious of your partner. Um. And being like, oh, cash, whoa, what happened to your eye? And like, that is a gift. You have to be very conscious. It's, it's almost never about you. It's giving it to someone else, which a lot of people when they're playing are really focused on like, okay, what is my character going to do oh, yeah. in this situation? I'm, I'm happy to react to the situation as opposed to being a catalyst for a situation, if that makes sense. So that I feel like gift giving is way harder than gift receiving. So how do you work on that? What do you what do you do to get better at that? <sighs> improv <laughs> games. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, improv games. Uh, like <laughs> I don't know. In an improv scene, you have to create a situation out of thin air. Right. So you have to. Like if, if Toby and I were just going to start a scene right now and I, and it had to be like a gift I gave to you, I would be like, Toby, what happened to your arm? Why is it half? What? What? You only have half an arm. And then I would respond to that. Uh -huh. So that's the gift. That's is, the gift. Is asking me questions about myself. Can you ever gift things about yourself? Uh, Ooh. So, like, yeah, if, if we wanted to find out more about Sunny, how would you spark that conversation for us to actually talk to you about it? From um, Sunny's side. Yeah. From Sunny's yeah, side. Yeah, Sunny's side up. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, if I was gifting it to someone, um, I would I would be very descriptive um, as far as Sunny's actions goes. So, if I was in a, in a room with Cash and talking to him, I would uh, say my dialogue uh, Cash, what have you read anything about Muhali lately? And I, then I would describe Sunny will start pacing around the room in a calculated circle around you and start tapping on her gun. But that's still a gift about Jeff's character, right? Because you're you're starting it with how is Muhali? That's that's yeah, the gift I guess, there. Okay, so that's a gift there. So if I just got rid of that and I was like, hey Cash, how are you today? And then I just said, yeah, I circle him in a calculated pattern and I tap my gun. What would you react like, Jeff? So, uh, or Cash? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, I think the hardest part about Cash is the first thing I think about is I I'm the best. <laughs> Everything's about me, and then I think about okay, so how would I how would a selfish character reach out to another character? And it would be more like um um it would be more like oh yeah things are great. 
And then like kind of sit there and like, as you awkwardly like move around, it'd be like, it'd be more like, why are you circling me? So it, it'd yeah. be more like then calling you out at that point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that would be a gift about myself, bringing attention to the action I'm doing. Instead of you just saying, hey, Cash, I'm very nervous right now. Something's happening. Right. You're giving context clues to try to get him to open up to that. Yep. But that has the risk of him just ignoring it completely. Which happens most of the it time does. with Sunny. So it's all about just making a comment or questioning the other person. Making it about your partner rather than you. So to get better, you want to have like a clear objective when you're talking to that person. So like when I was talking to Cricket, um, I wanted him to look at my neck and give me a diagnosis. When he refused to do that, I gifted him with like, oh, you're being suspicious. And then he reacted to my phrase like oh you're acting very very um your temperature's rising your body heat is whatever and he's like look i'm just i'm really freaked out right now and he rose to my gift and rose to the occasion and it created and it a created moment. tension yeah. it created a moment love it yeah so just do it is what you're saying so just, just do it <laughs> just yeah. create a moment and, yeah. and go with it <laughs> Well, I think ways you can practice is just like try to create a situation out of thin air. Um, have one sentence be enough to tell like half a story. So like like um, if Jeff walked in the room for our starting our scene, I would be like, Jeff, uh, you lost your mom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she was chasing you through that alleyway. You lost her pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was actually really angry about something that you had said to her and I was actually defending you. So it's kind of oh your fault. God. Well, she likes Jessica better than me. Well, it's because I don't really want to say it, but Jessica is better than you <gasps> in almost every way I've ever <laughs> described, except for one. And you know what that is. I love it. Yeah, so that that's like, a perfect. Yeah, but whatever. That, that's the one thing I like about improv like that, though, is we can go wherever we want to. And yeah. that's the, that's what's so fun about that. It's a little harder, like when we're in Starfinder. How much of my character, how much of your character can I make up before it becomes kind of yeah. crazy, you know? Well, like, can you imagine walking up to Cricket and saying, hey, your half your arm is gone. What happened about that? And he's like, well, I only had one to begin with. So this is a really bad situation all of a sudden. But I don't know. Sure. You, it's extreme. You uh-huh. did it the last episode. What did I do? Please you tell did. me. So, so you guys were on the bridge <laughs> and uh, I had Sunny roll a will save, and if she had failed, she was going to have typed in the stuff wrong, mm-hmm. and she succeeded, and then when you guys took the scene, you started it with Sunny, like you typed in these coordinates backwards, oh, and yeah. instead of her going like, no, I didn't, she I took that gift and just accepted it. I remember. It's because I have been trying harder at doing stuff like that, just to yeah. make it more interesting, and this last episode was actually the best opportunity to do so, because it felt more like an interlude, even from the beginning. Yeah. So I knew because until we actually reach whatever destination you had in mind for us, Toby, we can kind of just run with whatever we had. And I I was trying to help um, because I felt so bad about not noticing a lot of your cues the last time. <laughs> I was trying to make it more obvious that I was giving you something to help me figure out what the hell's wrong with you. Because me asking you direct questions was never it never seems to work ever, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was trying to make up stuff that you messed up on so you would talk about it and i could figure out what's going on which was gifts <laughs> yes it was uh, i remember now yes what's wrong with you mac uh really sunny but yeah, the black thanks. spot um the last episode ended 
with Cash walking in drunk as hell Ten. in the morning. Had a terrible night. And Sonny is just black circuitry. circuitry, black eye, just like his Is the spread. skin the same, but it just looks underneath like in the circuits? Yeah, is that it's whatever? just in the okay. circuits. That's super creepy. So I talk about that from your side, Max. So you... You've had to create words for words. You've had to really change how you play Sunny a little bit. Yeah, I'm super excited about it, actually. Um, To be completely honest, like, sometimes it's hard to leave, like, your bad day behind and come role play. And I think sometimes Sunny is just Mac having a bad day. And I listened back to one one of the episodes, and I was like... This is not sunny. Um, so it, it really took me um, a minute and Toby's gift to me um, where he he literally messaged me in the middle of the game was like, oh, nope, black spot. Um, you got to start replacing words with other words. And it made me really remember that I am an android. I am something's going funky in my system. And it really made me reevaluate my character. Um, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Because to, to be honest, I have <laughs> just as much backstory or information about the black spot as all of you do. As you do, Jeff. That's the hardest part. I have part. no idea what's happening. I was just given gifts and I just do them <laughs> next next time i give you a gift let's just say it magically gets cured with whatever happens next you just tell me that it's cured and that it's fine and then we'll talk we'll all look at toby and we'll go yes we've decided it's it's gone and i'll say did you get a gift receipt <laughs> i need to take this back to take the that store back and you are worse off now uh, i'm excited to see what happens with the black spot it's more than a spot now oh, and man. kind of where that takes you guys because that's where we're going to start next time. Tensions are high. Uh, cash is drunk. Things are, I mean, between Sunny and Cricketer are tense. There's there's a lot going on. And a super weapon. Just and a super it. weapon yeah. that's just waiting. That That's just, just in, the, in the background right now. I'm excited to see where the priorities land. Because it's really up to, I think, Cash to see where the priorities land. You'll have to solve Sunny on the way. Like, like you you cannot stall any longer with or the the universe is going to die. So I'm fine though. How can we bring her along? I'm really curious how this is all gonna unfold. <gasps> You're just not gonna bring me? Well, if we have to put you in some kind of long-term care, how could we possibly be bringing you? <gasps> <laughs> Except she hasn't really shown <laughs> just any because I'm a celestial guardian. <laughs> oh yeah, that's she right. hasn't really shown any signs of like anything other than some memory stuff right like I, well i did shoot him yeah when is she gonna just snap and start attacking us okay or me? listen <laughs> nobody this is characters don't know this nobody has thought for a second that the black dot has nothing to do with that and the guy just cast a dominate spell to get her to do that uh-huh. in my defense i don't know a lot about magic that's but, true but <laughs> but it's true it think about it that. like from the episode you get hit with this dart who knows, right? So I can see how this gets seen there. But then in your head, you make a will save. In your head, you just hear, kill cash. Yeah. Like, total dominate person type Absolutely. parameters. And then it got connected to this black dot, which 
that's where it's like everyone thinks that that's there but she hasn't tried to attack anyone since no it hasn't happened she's just forgotten some stuff so it's really funny how the those two things not knowing a lot about magic and just tying it into the black spot has evolved into that (laughs) and no one having any explanation we're really just it's all guessing anyway and everyone's so nervous they're like take her weapons take her weapons and even sunny's like yeah, you should take my weapons, but she hasn't attacked or anything. It's wonderful. Well, what I love about it, and again, going to kind of like the group dynamic, um, we don't have a real like interrogator. Like, I guess it's Cash, but when it comes to people close to him, he he doesn't take that initiative sometimes. He's better at lying. He's better yeah. at lying, and he's it's harder yeah. to lie to your friends. It's really hard to do. Yeah. And so he so and and that's the thing. He's so superficial at first first taste he's great to be around and stuff but when he's like nitty-gritty like actually getting to his core he's kind of a not a great person so it's hard um we do have a fan question uh that was brought in and it's perfect for what we've been talking about uh so this is from mike and mike says first i love the podcast you are all so awesome and make my mornings 10 times better while driving to work I noticed how well you guys role play together, and I currently play with a group who doesn't role play very much, if at all, and I want to role play more. Is there any way you have encouraged a group to role play more? Should I find a new group? It's a good question. Um, it really comes down to, as far as like um, wanting to role play more, um, in that case, it may be not so much more like we've been talking about a lot of gifting and stuff like that. They're, your players probably won't, fellow compatriots won't, pull up, you know they were not going to queue up on that but if you if you keep expressing yourself my, my first inclination is get an accent at the very bare minimum you're going to really turn some heads just by doing some weird voice for your character <laughs> that's all you really need to even start and it's funny that's enough to get everyone else's attention that maybe they'll do start doing a weird voice and then the voice becomes well what do you look like and that becomes i have this handicap and that becomes this hat never leaves my head you know <laughs> and it just kind of goes on from there and then it also will come down to um you know how your DM's play style is. I mean, he's obviously going to be he or she's going to be key to that, and it, it'll also come down to um, w- the way that I kind of got into it myself was where combats are more technical and grid like, and you're using you know pen and paper, minis, whatever, and it's not so much hey I'm moving six spaces this way and activating this spell. That's my move and my standard. I'm done you then describe exactly what you did. And so I would even, I would describe what I did and I would put all these flourishes and stuff. And those people that aren't at the table so much, they would be listening and they would do something. And I'm like, Oh, I imagine it like this. And I would tell them and describe to them how I saw it in my head. And I found that often people would be like, that's actually really cool. That's exactly what I do. And that starts, that starts, it gets everybody's head going. And I'm like, Oh, you know, you're doing that move. That's a lot like, uh, uh, die hard where you know you threw the guy off the building and he, you know he's got you know whatever uh, and people are like oh that's uh that sounds so cool and it's you know between cross-referencing and almost role-playing for them it starts to get the juices flowing that's kind of how i always done it yeah yeah and i think as far as um your question about should i find a new group honestly mike it depends on what you want to get out of this game because when i was a newer player all i wanted to do was roll dice and hit stuff like, oh, that was the best. And it just like, it was all about tactical and strategy and, and how I could power my character up, right? All about stats. Um, so it really depends on what you want. Um, I found that more tenured players are kind of like, yeah, hitting stuff was fun. 
but what if we could talk our way out of it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? There's different stages in your role playing or in your in your like gaming journey. So find a group that has the same goals as you do. And uh, I agree completely. I think also talk to your group. Uh, it it never hurts to say, hey, guys, like I want to role play some more. Uh, is there anything we can do to do that? Because some groups are the technical. They just want to roll dice and and swing swords. Like that's all Power they want to do, up. which yeah. is okay. Totally fine. Uh, but ask them uh, what they want. If you want the role playing, maybe they're not comfortable with it. And it helps to open that realm of vulnerability. Uh you have to be vulnerable to to role play more and to encourage groups to do that. You need to get to that vulnerable space and a space of trust. I found that some newer players don't, they want to role play, but they they're scared to come out of that shell because they're afraid of, of doing it wrong or, or being made fun of for, for not being at the caliber that everyone else is. So really talk to them and let them know, hey, let's try this. Let's let's try role playing. Like we're all new at this. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna feel weird at first, but once you start just doing it, you you just get lost in the characters, and that's where the magic is made, and that's where it begins. Uh, if they tell you, no, nah, we just want to roll dice and swing swords, then I'd probably look for another group where you can enjoy what you want to do, because that's what the game's about is enjoying it. And if you're at the table the whole time going, man, I really just want to role play, but we're just stabbing monsters. It's time to find someone else. I, I have even a third option for you. Uh, become a game master yourself. That's what I did. I wanted to role play more. And I was like, you know what? Who, do you know who does the most role playing at the table? The game master does. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to bring in a group and they can do whatever they want, but I'm going to be crazy and I'm going to make them actually think about things and be this person. And and I find that a lot of people actually really respond to that to the point where we've had fights at tables that are heated over something we're all completely pretending about <laughs> and where people are getting up and raging and leaving. That's how invested they get. And it's a lot of fun. So I my third option is maybe not find a new group, but make your own. I, I love that, that option. Uh, especially because then you can get your role playing fix. Maybe you, your group is a couple people who want to role play and a couple people who want to just do the, the dice game. And then you can role play with them and have the dice thing and get the best of both worlds and flex your role playing muscle. And that's a great suggestion, Jeff. I love that. And I would also just as a pre-warning for role playing, um, when you really get into it, just remember it's not you as a person. So if any of your ideas get shot down or if anything you do, like people make fun of a choice you make, like that's the character. Characters are talking to characters. Just remember it's not you. And really an accent is the best way and, and most most clear way of separating yourself from the character. Absolutely. Um, I find that most tenured people, when they create a character, lots of the time it's just them with heightened skills that they want, and it's just them in the world. So make sure if you're role-playing that you you guys, it's it's all about that trust that Toby was talking about. Love it. Thanks for so much for writing in, Mike. Um, Thanks, Mike. You're the best. That's all we have time for today on Behind the Bar. If you like what you're hearing, please go on to iTunes, leave us a review, let us know what you think. 
Uh, you can always write in to us at thesidequestin at gmail.com. If you have a question you would like us to answer on the show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you have any time that you've gifted or, or you have any thoughts on, on the whole gifting mentality of role-playing, uh, send those in to us at we- as well at thesidequestin at gmail.com because uh, we want to hear that too. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at thesidequestin. And as always... Don't forget to tip tip your bartenders. bartenders.